0: Hi, folks, this is Rick Doc Walker,
1: the D.O.C. This is John Kime, and you're listening to The Mess
0: Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate 10. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man?
2: you left, right, left. That's right. You hear that? You're left, you're left, right. left. Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. It's still a victory Wednesday, Although when people hear this, it will be Thursday. So I'm going to go ahead and parlay this into a victory Thursday as well when you guys finally get to listen to this because I'm still riding high. I really am. I, you know, I want to thank my my buddies at, uh, shall I say, our buddies at Don't Sleep Energy Drink because I've been riding high on those things uh, since I got back from Denver and I'm still riding my high. How you doing, man?
0: Uh, I want to thank Mike and the boys too over there because uh, I haven't been riding as high as you. I've been stuck in jury duty the past three days. So Mm -hmm. I haven't ridden the Metro this much. And uh, it was just what, three, four days I was down there. I don't think I rode the Metro this much in 2022. So just having to get up for jury duty, go downtown, go back. So I spent victory Monday in a courtroom trying Mm -hmm. not to get caught having my, you know, speaker like mm-hmm. earbud in me. Then I realized, ah, right, that's probably in a good thing. Let's, let's put this thing away. So I'm trying to catch up in between. And then we go off and deliberate and are talking amongst ourselves and having breaks in between. I'm popping a don't sleep energy, just trying to stay awake this entire time. Cause this is just not normal for me just to sit there and deal with people just talking all day in a courtroom.
2: That's rough.
0: It was man. It was. And we appreciate everyone that's been following the guys at don't sleep energy we talk about it every week. Their prices dropped. You can also use promo code DMV mess hall to get money off that order. Definitely check them out. Don't sleep And on top of that, we appreciate you guys. We've got more subscribers to the show. I get all the notifications about you guys subscribing to the YouTube. I don't get them on like Spotify and stuff like that, but the YouTube, we're having more people commenting. Leave us a review. It definitely helps us out. The comments help out too. So we really appreciate that. And Now that being said, kind of want to jump right into it, man. It's let's do it. It is Wednesday. Those wondering, it's the 20th at 646. And we got some good news for those of us. And pretty much, I think all of us, except (laughs) I don't even know if I should bring this up, but all of us, except for uh, a couple that I went to brunch with this past Sunday, are probably excited about this whole RFK bill that just kind of got passed through the oversight committee. Did you get a chance to catch up on this?
2: No, man. I've i been giving blood, working overtime, so I'm, I'm behind on everything, man. So you, you're going to have to clue me in. So
0: it literally just dropped maybe at 4 o'clock today. The okay. House Oversight Committee voted 31 to 9 to advance a bill that allows for a 99-year lease for the land at RFK.
2: So oh, nice.
0: DC does not own the land, but the federal government is agreeing to allow them to extend the lease, which I believe ends in 2035. So that's why nothing's been happening with it. But during that actual vote, a representative from Pennsylvania wanted to throw an amendment in saying that it would restrict the use of funds from the city for a new stadium in RFK. So You got this guy, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania. I guess he's a Republican from Pennsylvania. Trying to dictate how the people of D.C. spend their money.
2: It's got to be an Eagles fan.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking so. Maybe he wanted the stadium in uh, Maryland instead of D.C. because it's right off the Beltway. Easier for him to get to. I don't know. But the amendment was voted down 13 to 24. So that whole thing kind of going along with it doesn't matter the next step is the house floor is going to take a vote and it's expected to be passed because it was a bipartisan vote mm-hmm. getting 31 to 9 then after that it's going to get taken up by the senate the Gee. dagger is there is a potential government shutdown that's looming september 30th so yeah. this might all get kicked down you know the tire or kick the can down the road for another couple of months who knows <laughs> But it's one step further of DC getting the right to use RFK for a stadium or for, depending which way you go, the couple I hung out with this weekend, for housing and anything else but a stadium. So we're getting there.
2: Yeah, well, at our rally that, 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 that I hosted in Denver, I said, guys, I feel confident that we're going to get that stadium in downtown DC, the old RFK site. And so everyone went crazy about it now. Granted, I couldn't verify that, it, that it's going to happen, but that's just my gut feeling. And my gut is normally
3: right.
0: Well, your gut was right last week, man. My gut was wrong. So you know, mm-hmm. hopefully rallies right again. And I mean, there's so many factors that come to this, like what's going to happen. Part of the DC City Council has to agree to let a stadium be built there. I'm hoping the guys that aren't for it. I am all for leading a campaign to get Phil Mendelson out and a bunch of other guys out that don't want a stadium. <laughs> so you know, I will drive with a banner on my tailgate van saying "Get rid of that bum" if I've got to do it. Yeah, might need to go fund me to bail me out of jail, but you know, we can talk about that later.
2: Freedom of speech, brother.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I right, with some of the speech might not be nice coming out of my speakers, oh. but you know, it oh. is what it is. All mm-hmm.
2: right. <laughs>
0: But we do have a beautiful stadium in downtown D.C. that the Commanders are actually going to go visit tomorrow. And depending on when you're listening to this, Thursday. So the Commanders, it was announced early on during the preseason that they're doing a capital crossover. So I, I want to say they called it Gridirons and Diamonds was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diamonds and Gridiron. So they're doing a capital crossover with the Washington Nationals. So tomorrow at Nats Park, each night will feature special pregame and in-game activations and surprises that fans of both teams won't want to miss. They're going to have a pregame performance tomorrow by Adam Mirza, a.k.a. DJ Oz. Hmm. Don't know who he is by his real name or DJ name, but, hey, I'm sure it's going to be a good time. There's a pregame live Q&A with Commanders legends Brian Mitchell, Santana Moss, Fred Smith. Nice. Jordan Reed, Tim Hightower on field in front of the Nationals dugout from 6 20 to 6 Timing and guest list subject to change. Josh Harris is throwing out the first pitch. So to me, that's kind of badass. I want to see that. Yeah. See if Josh can uh, get that over the plate and throw a strike. Hmm. Uh, Major Tutty's going to be there. He's going to be hanging out with the uh, Racing Presidents.
2: The Dutster. Okay
0: commander activations and guest appearances throughout the game mm. a football themed geico presidents race so i am looking forward to seeing if they're going to put helmets on those geico presidents and then the 50 50 raffle proceeds benefit the washington commander's charitable foundation including a team signed commander's helmet as an early bird prize
2: oh, so cool.
0: to me it's it sounds like a great event and this is just more proof that the rest of the city is embracing the fact that we got a new owner, man. The fact that, you know, old man Dan is gone and everyone wants to party with us now.
2: Well, you know, I was having a conversation with, with a buddy of mine at work and, and he's not a Commanders fan, but but he says, hey, man, do you ever think that Dan looks back and is wondering, was I that bad of an owner? <laughs> and seeing win? does he ever think about it or do you think he just – Took his ball and went home. You know, doesn't even doesn't even think about it anymore. And I said, I, somebody tells me that he probably doesn't care, but at the at the same time, looks over his shoulder every once in a while. You know,
0: I I'm sure he hears the fact that oh by the way, this game is now also sold out. So we're talking yeah. two sellout games in a row. <laughs> you know, and he couldn't get a sellout in how many years with him fudging books and everything else. So, but he also is surrounding himself by yes people, which he always you know, did before anyway. Right. So if, you know, you even looked at him, apparently you got in trouble, but it is great to see that the Nats are doing this. And in turn, that Thursday night bears game, they are going to have their crossover night at FedEx field. So at that game, everything hasn't been announced, but appearances by the nationals mascot screech, as well as the racing president's, activations and guest appearances throughout the game. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, some of the Nats players came out there and were honorary captains or stuff like that. But it's, it's awesome, man. I remember when the caps won the world series. No, sorry. When the nationals won the world nationals. Yeah. The Nats won the world series. And all of a sudden you see the guys come out on a Zamboni and during the caps game and they're out there on a Zamboni and one of the guys is taking his shirt off, just fling it in the air. And it's just, <laughs> it's awesome to see the teams, even the social media like interaction between like, and I'm not going to call it X, but between all the teams Twitter handles going back and forth.
2: Mm. Hey man. So if I didn't have to work, I think this would be a great event to check out. I mean, just to see Mr. Man throwing that ball out. I mean, it was to see what kind of arm strength he has, you know, cause we know that uh, it always looks like he's had one too many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looks, I mean, he was cursing a little bit during that yeah. season kickoff <laughs> party at downtown D.C. I'm just a saying. Handshake. So, but I yeah. mean, dude, it's, it's just awesome to see him interacting. Mark yeah. Iron. I saw the tweet between you and Mark Ein on that thread, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. talking about wanting and those that don't know. And it was going back and forth. I mean, you tell the story, man.
2: So um, uh, some guy on Twitter, I don't remember his name. He was interacting with Mark Ein and saying how he would love to have the rallies back. And so I didn't even know about it until this other gentleman threw my name into it and says, well, before you do anything, you know, you need to look at rally capping because he's been holding it down for the last two years. And um, it just started going back and forth. So, and then Mark Ion says, well, you know, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to look into it. And so once again, other people just started, you know, excuse me, they just started saying, hey, you know, look at rally captain, you know, this guy, he's been doing it. So take a look at him. So I went ahead and and I followed him and we'll see where it goes. But uh, I do believe that in the near future, they will be bringing rallies back. I, I don't foresee it. Uh, for this year, but I think 24, definitely, they'll be they'll have rallies back.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm fine with them bringing them back. I just want you to be a part of them. And to me, it's obvious that the rest of the fan base does as well because you are our rally captain, and it only makes sense for you to be a part of it. And if we got to get the people motivated and talking and going back and forth to, for those that don't know, Mark Iron is one of the limited partners, owners of the team. He's tweeted me and we've gone back and forth that he's going to come hang out at the tailgate. So, you know, nice. I'll make sure to mention something to him when I see him. And you and I can talk about it offline. I might have his contact info to send you. Cool. But we'll go from, it's just, I don't know, man. Just the fact that these guys are, could you ever imagine Dan Snyder, A, at Nats Park and B, throwing out a baseball?
2: Well, I could see him maybe coming to Nats Park, but throwing out a baseball, nah, I can't. I can't see that
0: we won the world series in 2019 and i this was before i mean everyone still hated him but this was before like a majority of the scandal stuff happened Hmm. and i don't remember seeing him there i don't remember a single picture of dan Hmm. b in 2018 think of the caps
2: i well he was he was still disliked no matter what yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: i mean people still hated him couldn't stand was what it was it's just refreshing to have, you know, new blood, new ownership, and everybody's simpatico right now, even though all these teams are competing for the same disposable incomes of all of us. Yeah. That, you know, we're just promoting each other out. And for those of you that are going to be out there, hit me up. Cause I plan on being there. I'm definitely gonna be at the game. They have a VIP tailgate add on. So you can just get a ticket to go in there they've got an add-on ticket. So it's a VIP pregame tailgate party. And it's a private event inside Nats Park at the home plate tailgate area. And you get to hang out with B Mitch, Tana, Smoot, Hightower, Jordan Reed. Nice. A certain time. And then there's an all-inclusive food and beverage, including draft beer and house wine tailgate from five 30 to seven. So to me, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. It's something to do. The Nats Park is a great place to be, and baseball's almost over. So take advantage of it while you can. And if you're there, hit your boy up because I'll probably be at the bullpen earlier, smoking a cigar. Because after three days of jury duty, I could use unlimited <laughs> beer and a cigar.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can definitely see that, man. I, I, my heart goes out to you. I mean, it's something that we all got to do. It's our civic duty, and I, I appreciate you. You know, being able to. Eligible to do it because let's face it, there aren't people, there are some people who can not do it. So, the fact is, you you, you answered the call, and, and there you were doing your civic duty. So, really appreciate that. But,
0: um, yeah, I get seven man, bucks a day to be there, man. So, I'm, se- I'm $21. A whole seven
2: dollars to be there. So, okay, Draft, draft Kings, here you come, right? <laughs>
0: That's not a bad idea. I they gave me a debit card so I could use the remaining to put in a outlandish parlay or something to
2: there, see you, go. there you,
0: you go thank you
2: dc government speaking of which you know i can't believe that uh draft kings they they upped our winnings to the total to, to, to 7.5 before yeah. it was it was 6.5 I, I, so if anybody got in at 6.5 strange to you if you waited to seven okay you know but uh i got in while i was low thank goodness did you get in while i was low
0: Oh, yeah, man. I got him while it was low, put down a hefty sum on that, and I'm liking it. Me too. Me too. (laughs) The sports junkies had a couple of stats this morning, so I think it was last year, all six teams that were 2-0 made the playoffs. Hmm. So, not saying that's what's going to happen to us, but just saying last year, all six teams that were (laughs) 2-0 made the playoffs.
2: And Just Just saying. 64%
0: 64% of teams that go 2-0 make the playoffs. And Ron Rivera has been 2-0 four times. Guess how many times he's made the playoffs?
2: Uh, I'm going to say those four one. Times? one.
0: Nope, he's made it all four times
2: that his team really? has been
0: 2-0. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know. There's okay. some optimism here, man. There, there's definitely oh. a tie to right now.
2: All right. Well, I, we're going to have to be like Kenny Rogers and know when to fold them and know when to hold them. And we don't, we're not going to count your cards at the table. So we're, we're, we're starting to count our cards at the table, Ted. So let's go ahead and push them to the side. All right, brother? We, I hear we, you. We, we just, don't you know, want to jinx ourselves. All right. No,
0: no, not any means. But, not any, but I'm just trying to be, you know, there's there's some positivity. And I feel that the city... And the team is feeding off of that positivity right now. And some people were saying, well, Josh Harris and the ownership group didn't change anything when they came in to the team-wise. Like, they didn't do anything with the coaching staff. They had nothing to do with any of the players. So, in essence, it is still Dan Snyder's team. And I'm going to say no, because (laughs) they changed the way this town felt about the team. And there's something about the power of positive thinking that I feel is helping kind of really bring these guys together.
2: Well, not only that, but if you sell me your used car and I got the title and I signed my name on that title, it's no longer yours, brother. Oh, yeah. You can, you can look at it when I drive it past you, but it's mine now. And I'm going to do with it how I feel. And the fact is, there are a lot of people who may who may not have wanted you to drive that car anymore, but they are happy that I'm the new owner and will start throwing in stuff. Hey, you need some new brakes, you need some new wheels, but because you're the new owner, I'll give that to you because I like to see you driving that car versus that previous guy. And that's what I see happening. And like you said, the fan base is reinvigorated and we are ready to run through a wall for this new ownership. We've been wanting it for a long time. We got it. And so people are showing you how they truly feel about the new guys and the new ownership.
0: It's great, man. And the only thing that... It's not going to be like the Cardinals game. So Cardinals fans don't travel. Bill's Mafia travels. They are going to be down here. What do do you think the makeup is going to be in those stands?
2: I'm going to say 85 Fifteen,
0: really eighty five fifteen commanders.
2: Yep, eighty five fifteen. I, I'm not. I I will never discount the bills. But like you said, they travel well. But just the vibe of this city, the way that they have started wearing gear, the way that they have just started talking more so about the football team, and now let me tell you something a lot of these fans are even smelling themselves by saying we're going to beat Buffalo. And so I can't think of the last time I've actually heard that. Now I will say that um, if this was the 2021 team, Buffalo team, I probably would have said, no, we don't have a chance. Even as optimistic as I am, as the captain is 22 team. I might've said, nah, we we couldn't beat them. But this year I feel that,
0: We'll save your prediction Wait. for the end but i hear you Oh, okay okay this All right. let, yeah let, let's save that for the end of the show when we get to it but i i hear you I, I definitely think that there's a reason i mean if we would have lost to the broncos and been blown out i don't think this game sells out so no. i do feel that the tickets that were left were bought up by commanders fans because if you're a bills fan you would have already got your tickets this is Definitely. actually what Ron Rivera thinks about the makeup for the fans this upcoming weekend.
2: And starting out at home, another sellout crowd. How exciting is that for you and for the team overall in preparation this week?
1: Wow, I think that's great. I really do. Um, you know, I think it's, it's going to be very exciting for our players. Um, this is going to be a good crowd. It's, it's going to be, um, you know, probably have a, a few more Buffalo fans just because they do travel very well. Um, but hopefully we have, uh, we'll have a lot more uh, Commander fans out there that will drown them out. And um, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to the environment. I mean this this is kind of what I've been hoping for just cuz I you know having been here when it's when it was like that back in the day this is this is very exciting for our for our team and for our organization and for this community and city.
0: So I don't blame Ron for not giving a number. You got to stay you know playfully like out of that. I think it's going to be 50-50 if really? not 60-40 Buffalo just because I've I've been told that a majority of these tickets were sold before the team was sold. So okay. if that is truly the case, then I can't um, – granted, there are some Washington fans that wanted to go just to see Josh Allen. Just like mm-hmm. when uh, Peyton Manning came to town, you might have hated Dan Snyder, but you want to see Peyton Manning. Or when Brady yeah. came to town, you're – maybe rooting for us, you don't want to put money in Dan's pocket, but you want to get a chance to see greatness. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, definitely. I I just feel that their fan base is going to be here, they're going to be loud, and they're going to represent. And I just hope, like Ron said, we drown them out, or more importantly, I hope that our team doesn't give them a reason to cheer.
2: Exactly.
0: They just shut them up from go. And we don't have what we had last week where we were down by several scores.
2: Yeah, I, I, if if it gets to 21 to three, like it was in Denver, then they'll take over. But if if it's just the opposite and we have 21 and they have three or even 21 to seven or something like that, man, they won't have anything to cheer about. So, and with that being said, we'll be able to to pin our ears back and truthfully go after Josh. So I'm I'm, I'm really hoping, man, I really am.
0: I am too, man. I am too. And I don't know if you watched that Monday night football game they had against the Jets when Aaron Rodgers went down. I mean, no. that game, Josh Allen looked horrible. You know, he was, let's see, trying to pull that back up stat-wise. He did not do very well at all. I don't got it in front of me. I thought I did. But the game after against the Raiders, he did damn good. So, which Josh Allen are we going to get? It's going to be really curious. But from a NFL power rankings perspective, knowing that the Bills are one and one, where do you think they are on the NFL power ranking list?
2: Hmm. Ten. Ten. Okay. It's not Dan. not a
0: bad guess. So they're actually sixth on that list. Okay. So this is what it's saying. (laughs) one and one the win over the Raiders was exactly the kind of performance Bills fans wanted to see after the meltdown in week one. Josh Allen made his standard share of free rolling plays, the touchdown plays to Khalil Shakir, my goodness, but he didn't play fast and loosely like he did against the Jets. Allen avoided the face palm turnovers and mostly took the little gains. The Raiders gave him, which allowed those moments of pure improvisational beauty. Later, the third and six connection with Gabe Davis for 40 yards to arrive more organically. And even with inconsistent pressure, the defense was more than up to the challenge, holding Vegas to 10 points and forcing three turnovers. That is more like what I expected from Buffalo coming into the season. So, They're ranked sixth. Being the home team, you would think that the spread wouldn't be so much. You mentioned DraftKings earlier. I think I looked at it on FanDuel. I think the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. But if the NFL really says they are sixth out of 32 teams, then I can see why they would be that. His stats for the Jets game, he was 29 of 41 for 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions and five sacks I mean he had a horrible game against mm. the Jets so he did bounce back though against the Raiders and we'll get into those numbers in a minute but where do you think the commanders rank being 2-0 and
2: well I'm gonna say because the commanders really haven't just brutally kicked anybody's butt that uh, out of 32 teams, I'm going to say 19.
0: You What'd you say again? 19. And I asked you ahead of time if you saw this, and you told me no. You I have not mail, seen right, it. Dude, go, go get a scratch-off ticket right now. Like, we're going to pause this, <laughs> go out and buy one. Because the commanders are 19th on the power rankings, on the dot. So... It says the commanders are two and zero for the first time in a dozen years coming back from down 18 on the road and going on a 32 to six scoring run are pretty positive signs. Sunday's win over Denver was far more impressive than the smaller comeback against the lesser Cardinals at home in week one. Washington has played better in the second halves of games than in the first that pattern might work against Arizona and Denver, but it will stand, but will it stand up against the bills mm-hmm. in week three? What gives the commanders a chance is the play of Sam Howell. Kid has some guts, doesn't he? After some empty series early, he was battered around, but Howell was dialed in down the stretch, confidently leading five scoring drives in the final 32 minutes. So I actually thought we'd be higher than 19. Considering we are 2-0, we did put up 35 points last week. I thought we'd get a little bit more respect than that. I was thinking top 15.
2: But you know, oh, you mean lower, okay? You mean lower, not yeah, higher. Yeah, lower. Yeah, okay. lower. Okay.
0: Like, yeah. So I thought we would be like top 15 in the league, like 1 through 15, not like bottom half of the league. But, you know, it's I'll take it. We'll sneak yeah. up on people. That's fine by I me. Mean.
2: Well, plus look at it this way, man. You still got people who are are giving us points just because of our team name. They they, they still can't wrap their head around it. <laughs> and I honestly believe that. I think that adds 5 points right there. So so you know, uh, but but don't get me wrong, I'm not up for changing the name before anybody goes down that that rabbit hole. Um, I just think that that's they just don't they're just thinking this oh, that's just the same old Washington team, you know, but this is a this is a do a new day, and the people who live in this area know that I think the, the national pundits don't, so it's okay, like you said, go ahead and report that. Let us be that sleeper because if we beat buffalo,.
0: Yeah, we've announced to the NFL that this team is legit. You can't sleep on us anymore. And Mm -hmm. making us six-and-a-half-point dogs in our own house is just straight disrespect, in my opinion. And everyone better watch out, because this fan base has been a sleeping giant for 24 years. And we have awoken. We have sold out the stadium two weeks in a row, two home games in a row. And this team, I feel, has had the potential there but there have just been reasons why we haven't gotten over that hump. I'm not saying that we're over a thousand percent right now, but we're definitely trending in the right direction. And it's just it's great to see that people want to root for us again. And you're oh, walking yeah. around town and you know, everyone's rocking it might not be commander's gear, but burgundy and gold gear of some mm-hmm. kind where before. It was just me and you on the street, rocking burgundy <laughs> and gold gear, man. Ghost
2: you know? town, that's really yeah.
0: I'm definitely on the record saying I've had stuff thrown at me while I'm wearing my Commander's Letterman jacket walking down the street. You know, wow. it is, is what it is. I was None. handing out, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told this story, man. I was handing out like Redskins blankets from five and below. Right, they're like these nice plush Redskins blankets. Mm -hmm. And I was collecting them. And this was back when we were the Redskins. So I was collecting them from people. If you had a five and below around you, I asked people to please stop in, grab them for me because I was buying from people to donate to the homeless. Mm
2: -hmm. I
0: found a bag of them in my garage that I had not completely handed out. Some of the people didn't want them anymore. Like (sighs) literally I'm handing out winter coats and blankets and socks and stuff like that people didn't want the command, like the Redskins blanket. That's just how much they hated the team. And, you know, hopefully (laughs) it's, it's, you know, it's a small subset and it's over and done with now, but dude, the the animosity was so strong and so real. And it's nice to see that it's
2: fading. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fading. It's, it's pretty much gone away. It's not completely gone, but I would say, and that's just, this is just me. I would say 92%, you know, that's, that's high. That's strong. I hope I feel that. I really do.
0: I hear you. I was, I was, Wu-Tang, is uh, you a Wu-Tang fan?
2: Yeah, I'm a Wu-Tang fan.
0: So I don't know what you're doing Tuesday, but they're coming to Cap One Arena. So we'll talk about that offline. I texted my boy who I grew up with. We used to listen to Wu-Tang driving to like high school together and everything. It's like, Mm -hmm. nah, but I I might show up to one of those commies games. It's like, I've known (laughs) this guy since we were three years old, but now I don't even want to invite him to a commies game just because he called us that. But yeah,
2: he's part of that 8%. (laughs) Yeah, and, and I get people called, oh, the Commodores are playing today. I'm like, really, dude? Get out of my face with that nonsense.
0: It's like the people that called us the the Deadskins and all this other stuff. And we just come up with something original. I just I don't want to yes. hear it. But moving on to the game, the injury report came out. There are a couple names on here who I'm a little surprised about. One mm-hmm. of them I'm not surprised. One of them being Logan Thomas. And this is actually yes. what Coach Rivera had to say about Logan.
1: Um, Ron, obviously uh, Logan Thomas is still in the injury
3: report and hopefully he's okay, but how how is he doing and, and what's your sense for him?
1: Um, he's in the concussion protocol. He's gone through, the, uh, I believe he's on uh, probably the uh, first or second phase and we'll see how he's gotten through it tomorrow morning.
0: I don't expect to see Logan this week considering the hit he took and everything else. Who knows? Everybody reacts different. Yeah. I just hope you know, this isn't a long time recurring thing for him, you know, talking about Jordan Reed being out there at Nats Park with the team. It's just, it always going to be sucked. there. Yeah. I thought I mentioned that, that he's going to be out there with the guys. Yeah. Jordan Reed and Tim Hightower. So, Hey, now's a perfect chance for you guys that haven't heard Jordan Reed speak. You can hear his voice being out there, but <laughs> you know, I'm just hoping that Logan doesn't have the same issue as Jordan obviously had. I'm just comparing tight ends and tight ends at that point.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But one guy that was on the list that did not practice, and it's only Wednesday. So when we're recording this, you know, you might be getting a different update later this week. Duran Payne, he was out with an ankle. So he was a DNP.
2: Oh, wow. So huh.
0: Duran went back in the game after getting hurt on, a, I wanted to say it was a third and one or a fourth and one. I think it was a third and one. But Duran was bent over, just hunched down on the ground, and they took him out.
2: I do remember seeing that because I was saying, well, what player is that that's hurt? And I and I zoomed in with my camera and, and I was like, oh, come on, Payne. And then he, you're right. He he limped off.
0: But he came back out and he mm-hmm. played the rest of the game. So I was surprised to see him show up as a DNP. I don't know. To me, if they wanted to keep him limited, they would have put limited Quan Martin, who did have a concussion. I want to say in week one was listed as limited he was out there and he had like a, like some type of other jersey on to kind of show that Mm -hmm. but curtis samuel his hip i guess is still bothering but he was a full participant nick gates who's new has a knee he was a full participant and b rob has a hip but he was a full participant so Mm. how concerned are you the fact that those are four starters right there d pain Curtis, Nick, and B-Rob that are on that list?
2: Well, obviously, I mean, Deep pain he's very, very hard to be replaced. But we do have a deep squad. I, I can say that. Uh, I wish him the best. I hope he is okay and that he can go. But if he can't, I think that, mm, oh, that's rough to say. Even though our line is deep, I, w- I would hope he would be out there. We really do need him. Um, as far as the other guys are concerned, uh, you know, Curtis, he he did pretty well last week. I don't remember seeing him maybe get injured, but uh, we've got other guys who can fill that slot for a week from Curtis, I believe. Um, ah, dude, that's that's tough, man. Yeah, uh, I I I really think that. My, my my heart says that we'll be okay. That's the heart side of me. But the brain side says, hmm, we, we may be just for a little bit of a, of a shock, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes perfect sense. And James Cook, their running back, had a, let's see here, he did not have the best game week two, which I'm um, looking at the Jets game. Let me pull up his stats last week. Last week, went back, watched the film because I'm sitting there during jury duty with nothing else to do while we're waiting and got to watch all their games. Cook was 17 for a buck 23. He averaged 7.2 yards a carry. He had a 36-yard run. So they actually, as a team, had 183 yards on the ground. So that part concerns me that Mm -hmm. they were able to get the ground game going. And what happened in week one Buffalo, I mean, basically Josh Allen decided we're just going to be one-dimensional and we're going to throw the hell out of the ball. Mentioned earlier, Allen was 29 of 41. Well, this past week, this is what concerns me. They basically ran an even game. They mm-hmm. were, I want to say it was 37. Yeah, they had 37 passes, 35 runs. So it was a pretty well-balanced game plan by Sean McDermott. Unlike the week before, the other part is Josh Allen didn't throw his first incompletion until the second quarter, and that was 14 passes into the game. So we mm. talked about week one being kind of preseason game four. Did they get that rust off and then all of a sudden just take it out on the Raiders after the fact? But they made adjustments. Good news is we made adjustments too. And this is actually what Sam Howell said, how he feels better after looking at the game film. Could you see when you're watching the film some steps that you had taken, just like, okay, I did that better this week. Any other things besides
1: that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I just think I, I played more decisive. Um, and I think my just decision-making overall was better. Um, and I was just playing more decisive and getting the ball out on time. Um, so I felt like I was in good rhythm.
0: So Allen's obviously, he's been in the league for a couple of years. Sam Youngbuck third win this will be his fourth start coming up this week so i mean you're just looking at quarterback battles i mean it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen because i think of josh allen i think of a gunslinger i think of sam i kind of think of a gunslinger at this point that bomb to go back and look at the all 22 how he threw terry open and the all 22 basically gives you your your end zone view and you're Mm -hmm. looking at his angle and it's just it was so awesome to see in Sam's learning. And you could definitely see from game one to game two, how he was hitting his check downs. He still holds on the ball a little bit too long every once in a while.
2: Yeah, but he's learning a little bit. Him. Yeah. Well, I'm sure his body's telling him, uh, hello, you might want to let that thing go right now. You know, the internal clock that they keep oh, yeah. talking about.
0: What What was that? Uh, you used to say E I E-I-E-I-
2: E I Yeah. E I E I O O throw. Yeah.
0: There you go. So maybe, I mean, he's from down south. He's got the same thing he's following where someone needs to yell at him a little bit more. And maybe I'll start yelling at him, throw the damn ball when we're in stands and doing that. But he has gotten better, which is a good thing for us. We just can't afford to go down and be so stagnant like he was in the first quarter last week or first half last week.
2: Well, I think that we may see him running the ball more. keep them off balance. I think, I I think that that's what we may see. And if the weather is how they say it possibly may be with, I hope it's not with rain. I see the run game opening up, but yeah, they're calling for rain, bro. They're calling for rain. I want to say Friday, Saturday into Sunday.
0: Yeah. I think that there was a possible chance from a European model that it might not happen, but I think that might've shifted And I do think we're potentially gonna get rained on. And I've got to fry 80 pounds of chicken wings in the rain. And that is not gonna be fun. But don't you got a a tin over you?
2: You got a tin over you. Not
0: over the fryer. Not over over the fryer. I'm just out in the rain and it's just coming down on top of me. So I don't we we put the people under the tent, not us. So yeah, looking at it right now, it's at 58%. Aren't
2: the tents high enough to where you can still have the your burner or whatever. I mean, so, wow. So how do, how do you even know, make sure that the food is done if you, if, it's, if it's wet? I and mean, the sea- I on want the grill, I can tell.
0: I mean, I've got a thermometer and I can just tell on the okay. grill, but okay. in regards to the fryer, if it floats, it's done. I hate done. to be as rudimentary as that, but if <laughs> no. you're throwing a oh. buffalo wing in or something else like that, it's going to drop. Once it pops up after a certain time, you know that thing's done. And we still stab okay. them anyway with thermometers just to make sure, but that's how you can tell, like when you're dipping something in the fryer and all of a sudden she's coming back up.
2: All right. Well, when I, when I get there, I don't want no soggy dog on wing, man.
0: (laughs) You ain't (laughs) going to have no soggy wing, man. We got some uh, (laughs) Buffalo wings with some mumbo sauce. So it'll be good, man. It'll be good. All right. I'm just hoping this rain holds off, but I do think you're right. I mean, if it is soggy out there, I guess the question is who do you think that benefits more Buffalo or us? Because, Watching their film, they had a bunch of plays where they were – I mean, Cook's longest run was 36 yards. A lot of their runs were to the outside that we had issues around the perimeter mm-hmm. kind of keeping guys in. That we've had that problem all preseason. Yeah. And for the first half of last week, we had as well. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because there are a couple times when Chase crashed too hard down inside and next thing you know, the back bounced what? out outside of him.
2: Yep. So,
0: to me, that's where you've got to have strong linebacker play. That's where you've got to have stronger safety play. And that part just concerns me a little bit. But what are your
2: thoughts? Well, well, if you're seeing it, best believe that uh, they're seeing it and they get paid millions of bucks to see it. I got Um, paid $7 for Jerry (laughs) Dirty. Like I said, DraftKings. Shout out to them. But uh, no, I really do believe that that may be an issue for us because. Very rarely are guys just gutting us, you know, up the middle. It's, it's that outside, that bounce outside that that that's kicking our butt. And and I think that if there's a way that, you know, we can get Barton not to rush up and stay home to get outside. And, you know, and Davis has actually been looking good. I, I, I got to give to Davis, and we've seen his quickness. Um, last year, you know, we, we ragged on him. This year, we ragged on him, but not for his play on the field for his uh, speeding issues. Speeding. Well, yeah, so in our know. defense,
0: we ragged on him because his coaches ragged on him last year. I mean, you remember Del Rio throwing his ass under the bus and backing yeah, him yeah. over with it a couple of times.
2: Yeah, to just to, to motivate him. And, and and I think it worked for a little bit, just a little bit. Just a little but, bit. Uh, yeah, this year I think, hey, he's, he's more mature. He knows what he's looking at. I mean, he did cause that fumble with Russell Wilson. So um, maybe it might be another situation where, where he – is the stud of of the game again so we'll see um but getting back to the question i I do believe that um that they looked at the film on us and they realized that hey we can't exploit that outside so we've got to shore that up we really do and uh, i just think it comes down to coaching I, i think that once everybody is really true with themselves the coach can talk to them and see what where they messed their assignment up and shore those assignments up so that they can do better this week because we're going to need everyone to play their position and not freelance.
0: Yeah, and going back to coaching, the coaches made adjustments at halftime. So you're mm-hmm. hoping that they go back and say, hey, week one, week two, we got gouged going off tackle. So let's mm-hmm. make some adjustments now before it gets into this game to see what's going to happen. But this is actually what Rivera wanted to say about the linebacker play so far.
2: Coach, um, so far, what have you seen out of the linebacker position group for week one to week two?
1: I, I think you're seeing steady growth. Um, you know, Jamin has really come on this year and, and, and you see his ability to make plays. You know, he's he's a high impact guy that that really has a, a hit and run through mentality, you know, and and he does a lot of good things getting around the ball. Cody has grown uh, in the last two games. You've seen the difference. He's learning and, and really kind of Trying to shake some of the habits he had from when he was in Seattle. In Seattle, they were a gap-controlled defense, very strict. Um, you know, one one gap, one player. You know, whereas our guys are a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say two gap as much as, you know, Jack has given the, the 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 tackles in front of the linebackers some liberties. And and so really, what the linebackers do at times have to make those guys right. And that's you're asking a little bit of the linebackers, but at the same time, you don't want to keep you know, Jonathan or Duran from having the opportunity to be explosive and get vertical and get upfield. I mean, you know, those three plays Duran made in a row, those are because of his his some some of his decision making, which puts a little bit of stress on the linebackers. But if you're going to make plays, you know, Jack doesn't want to stop that. So, you know, it's a little bit tougher for the linebackers. Um, you know, you saw it in the first half, Cody started slow and then finished up with 10 tackles in the, in the second half. Um, you know, and, and he was playing off of those guys and he's learning to play off the guys. That, that's a lot to ask a linebacker. Uh, Jamin's used to it. And so when you watch Jamin, he almost puts them in a bind sometimes because Jamin has a tendency, that he sees something he'll run through. So they're kind of learning um, and developing and growing as a group.
0: So hearing that clip, if I'm just hearing that clip and I'm not watching the film or watching the game, I'm thinking that Jamin is ahead of Cody.
2: Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. And so and why I think is that
0: Cody playing more snaps?
2: Simply because once again, I, Jamie was in the doghouse, I believe.
0: But you put the best fit you put the best eleven on the field at that point in time to help you win.
2: You're right. Maybe there was an issue with him p- calling the defense with when he had the green dot. And he's he progressed faster than what they thought. We may see him with the green dot this week. We just, we don't know, but, but definitely they know that, uh, he just called it out. So, so, and and it's something that everyone has seen as well. Um, you can't hide it. And I mean,
0: Cody played a hundred percent of the snaps, 66 snaps on defense. Mm -hmm. Jamin played 41, 62% of the snaps on defense. And I, I talked about it last episode. What do we need to do other than the whole cheeseman thing? And don't get me started on that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Mm. to me, it's getting better linebacker play. And I I feel that we would get better linebacker. When we're going in those single linebacker sets, the commander's like calling it their Cinco package. You've got five defensive linemen up front, which gives you one linebacker in the middle, which then gives you five DBs in the back. To me, you have to have a linebacker that is more athletic and more instinctive, and that can make up. Yeah. Because you have, and Coach is talking about a single-gap system. For those of our listeners that don't know, a single-gap system that Cody Barton used to from when he was in Seattle, that defensive lineman, that defensive tackle, is responsible for that gap and mm-hmm. that gap alone. So let's just say it's Deron Payne lined up over the center. Duran is responsible for the gap to the left every time, and Cody would be responsible for the other gap. In jack del Rio's system a two gap system he gives his defensive linemen more flexibility to choose what gap they want to take so then your linebacker does not know which gap before the play happens he has to react to what your defensive linemen's doing
2: read his keys yeah
0: and that's where cody is having an issue It was great that he had 10 tackles, but those tackles were not for loss. They were down the field. I'd love to know the average yard after Cody tackled the guy. And I'm sure we could find that from somebody. But I just, I wish that we would put ourselves in a better situation or maybe they they fixed that this week. Because to me, getting into our keys to victory this week, we've got to have better linebacker play on defense specifically. Because the front four can only do so much. Some of these plays at the outside, you had linebackers that weren't taking blocks on, or basically taking the blocks on and taking them out of the play, not shedding those blocks, and it was kind of frustrating to see. And I'm concerned that we're going to have that issue again this week, especially if you're talking about a sloppy field with James Cook coming in town.
2: Well, as I said, man, he's got to read his keys. And there was a there was a video that I saw with the uh, pain and Alan talking and he was saying hey you know if i see you're going this way i'm going to go that way so that one of us may get the brunt of it but that's going to free up somebody and we're going to crash down so you you may get yours one time but i'm going to get mine the other time you see the same thing happening on your end i'll get mine it was it was a great conversation and i don't know if they can relay that to the linebacker or not what they're seeing but definitely the linebacker's got to pause to find out what they're doing first and then react off of those keys. Yeah, I, I
0: agree with you. I mean, for you, what are some keys on defense that we need to focus on to go 3-0 the first time we've been 3-0 and since Joe Gibbs 2.0, 2005?
2: That's saying something. Uh, I think that definitely we've got to have better line play on both sides of the ball. We, we, we just have to even know how how much better can the defensive line and play? Well, we're going to need them to play excellent, better than what they've had, because we know that Buffalo can move the ball. Um, I think that offensively is it's, it's we've said it. I'm not going to be the dead horse. Um, and to me, they're doing better. Um, and I, the last but not least, how when you can get rid of the ball faster. You know, give it to the ball faster so your body just doesn't take that punishment, even though I know that you were a running quarterback in college. But hey, this is the pros, and that wood is a little bit heavier here in the the big boy leagues in college.
0: Oh, yeah. And they actually, I can't remember who it was. Sam, Regardless, one of the reporters, I want to say it was Sam Fortier, but he asked Sam Howell during his press conference today, do those, and I'm paraphrasing, I didn't cut the clip up, but those kind of illegal cheap shot hits does that galvanize the team do you guys rally around that and sam said yeah you know it's it kind of brings them together because it's and i'm paraphrasing again but it's it's not right in those illegal hits there's no place in the game for it but you could definitely tell when nick gates and sam cosme and a bunch of the guys are all coming to defend logan he's lying on the ground and the same thing with sam the week prior against the mm-hmm. cards when that jackass hit him out of bounds late. So one other thing, though, we always talked about them saying during training camp, iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. We put up 35 points this past week. Do you feel that that's actually the case? Do you feel that Sam has gotten better because he's going up against our defense?
2: I would have to say that he has gotten better. And I, I, I always go back to this Baltimore practice, from what I saw there, really opened my eyes on a lot of things. And I'm not going to say that I knew we would be in training camp that we'd be 2-0. I'm not going to say that. Um, but I felt that we would be in every game. And also, in one of our earlier pods, I I, I said, Ted, you said, well, what are you expecting from BNB? And I said, well, Ted, if, if he can bring us 14 extra points per game, we shouldn't lose. And you were like, well, yeah, because we averaged like 14, 18. I mean, we, we, yeah, 18 points. And you were like, so that's, that's 32 points. And I said, hey, man, if he can do it, we should be in these games. And now look at us. He's basically bringing those 14 points that I talked about. <laughs> so he is. I'm, I'm very happy about that, man.
0: He is. We'll see if it keeps up. And the funny part is, I think the uh Chiefs are averaging 16 points a game right now without
2: being <laughs> reversed so be you know, to, they're the old commanders
0: <laughs> they definitely yeah they still got Patrick Mahomes so they definitely has reversed a little bit on us but this is actually what Sam Howell had to say about going up against our first team defense
3: and how is going against uh Washington d line in practice how has that made you a, a better quarterback you think yeah um and we, we had the we have one of if not the best D line in the NFL. Um and those guys are, are really good and it makes it tough on t- tough on an O line and tough on me. You know, I have to really be on time with my with my feet and my eyes and my decision making and when something's not there I gotta find my check down really fast or just find an incompletion. Um and that's obviously an area of my game where I'm still trying to improve on um, and just trying to find those incompletions and not, not taking sacks, um, especially in field goal range. I put, I put Joey in a hard spot a couple times in the game. So, but yeah, I mean, going against our defense has definitely prepared us for what we go for on Sundays.
0: And to me, that's a young man that's growing and learning from his <laughs> mistakes, but that is also a coach and Coach Biennemi reinforcing what to do and what not to do. You can't hit a home run every play. No. Yeah, look for that deep ball every play. So, I, I've got some optimism there. I'm I'm not trying to show who I'm going to pick yet, but the other part and other flip side of that coin is Josh Allen. Unfortunately, did the same thing this past week against the Raiders. Most of his throws were for five yards or less. He was 23 of 27 for a buck 39 and two touchdowns. So after he basically s the bed against the jets he started checking the ball down and going for a lot less in the air he <laughs> threw for four passes of 15 or more yards in the air so that right there it's like okay he wasn't the josh That's allen not, that i'm kind of yeah. used to as a gunslinger right
2: not typical like, josh allen yeah
0: no not at all so he kind of adjusted or his coaching staff adjusted and on top of that he hit nine different receivers with eight catching more than one pass and all five of their touchdowns were scored by a different person last week. So he's spreading the ball around too, from a Mm. kind of quarterback perspective. You know, we're definitely doing the same thing. I think there was Sam broke a record this past week where nine players had two or more catches. And that's the first time ever. I got to go back and pull up the stat, something ridiculous, but It's great to see them spreading the ball around. The part that scares me, though, is what I said, five yards or fewer. So to me, that means you're not getting your pass rush there. You're not getting guys in Josh Allen's face and getting a ton of pressure on him because it's a lot of two-step, three-step drops, and he's chucking the ball. So I feel that our corners are going to have to play more press up on him. Mm -hmm. Press man not give him as much room to throw those shallow passes and then also have enough time and speed just in case there's a double move to go back over top because he's still man he made some throws this past game that were just sick i don't know any other way to explain it
2: he's talented and and he hasn't he has an arm on him i mean he has a rocket so uh you know forbes A man, watch out for that double move because he'll he'll get you looking in the backfield and that's all it takes.
0: Well, he got burned on that Mims play and it wasn't even a double move. He just looked back. And when he looked back, back, Mims was gone. So I do have faith that Del Rio will have a good scheme for these guys. I am more so worried about the offense keeping up than the defense holding them down because I feel that the Bills are going to score points. Hmm. If we have to get into a shootout, are we going to be able to win that shootout battle?
2: Well, 35 points. I mean, that's something that we can do. We've done it. So we'll, we've done it before we can do it again. Hopefully uh, it just depends on how this mother nature issue is going to affect us. Um, but I think that that's the case. Then the defense is definitely going to have an advantage over the offense, but Hey man, I'm looking forward to it. I am and- too. And that's all we can do.
0: One other thing I'm looking forward to is Eric Bionimi calling plays again. This will be week three. And he called a hell of a game plan last week, getting us back into that game. And you and I are both saying that I feel that that the screen game is really what got us back in that game. Mm -hmm. This is actually what Coach Rivera had to say about that screen game. With
1: the screen game, what has made it so uh, effective? Is it the disguising, the timing?
0: What are you, what are you seeing from
1: balance? And and I agree with you know with, with the way that 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 you know E B talks about it. Um, you know when, when when I listen to them, him and the offensive coaches talk about you know putting plays in and putting plays in with the same action, with the same formation, the same shifts in motion. But yet, you know from that from that look, we run the ball, we throw the ball, we screen the ball. Um, so the more balance we can have, um, you know, I think the the much more productive we, we can continue to be as an offense. And, you know, as I said, EB and, and his staff have done a really good job in the last couple of weeks, obviously those first two weeks with with the game planning and trying to mix things up and again, continue to create that balance.
0: We couldn't complete a screen last year to save our life. And no. part of that was because of the personnel. We had slow ass guards that couldn't get out there and block by the time they got out, there, the defense was already there because they were just too slow to get there. So there, there's a lot of things that are going on right now or that are in our favor. But Commanders win Sunday if.
2: What say you? Commanders win Sunday if. Two things to me. Well, three things. EB calls a good game. Coach B enemy calls a good game. Sam Howell doesn't hold the ball too long and our defensive line gets off blocks and pressures the quarterback. Those are my three. Two. I was about
0: to say, I said three, I okay,
2: said three. Okay. I, so give me yours then.
0: All right. So for me, we can't lose a turnover battle. Okay. They can't have more turnovers that they've recouped from us. And so Sam's got to hold all that ball. He's gotten close a couple of times to getting that thing stripped from him on a couple of those sacks. I just, it's gotten a little too close for comfort. They've got some good defensive ends and some good linebackers on the bills. So we just got to be careful with that thing. Just protect that ball. Like it's your baby. And the second thing on defense for nine straight games, we have held our opponents to four or fewer third down conversions. So we are winning third down at that point. The Broncos were four for 12 on third down. So if we can win third down and keep that to a low rate, I think we got a chance to win this game this week. For you, who was your don't sleep energy player of the week that the Broncos better not sleep on?
2: You mean that the bills better not sleep? Yeah, alone. the
0: bills. I I might need another don't sleep to crack open. But yeah,
2: it, it it you just made, it, brother. But that's okay because we're human, and w- Lord knows that I've had my shares of blunders as well. Um, this week, I'm going to say, don't sleep on Pringle. Don't sleep on Pringle Fire this Pringle. week. Yeah, don't sleep on Pringle this week.
0: You always catch me off guard, man. I, I did not think you were going to say Pringle. I'm curious
2: yeah. well, they, what they, he they,
0: did last week.
2: They 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 brought him in and and he caught a pass. He I mean he, he he can be a he's a he's a good route runner and he can catch the ball. So when you think that Terry or Jahan may be the one, Pringle's going to surprise you. He
0: had 13 snaps last week and. You're kind of making me change my mind on who I was going to say. And you know what? I'm I'm going to say De'Ami Brown, man. There were okay. a couple of plays. He hit De'Ami back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I feel that De'Ami is just kind of waiting mm-hmm. to explode on that field. And I feel that everyone knows they're going to try and game plan for Terry. Jahan has kind of been quiet so far.
2: Very, very.
0: And – Curtis is more gadgety than anything. I don't I really see him. He's running around, got a ton of motion going on, going in the backfield, this and that. But I feel that we're going to get a bomb to Diami this week, man. I feel that Diami is going to get a nice long pass over the top. Terry's maybe gonna take the top off, and Diami's gonna come on underneath and catch something. And I've been I've been stressing huh. about this more than jury duty, man. Is I think we get the win on Sunday.
2: Okay, so I I <laughs> tend to agree with you, and the reason why I, I I started to say it early before you cut me off, and you told me don't say it. Um, oh, we're gonna, if this we're was gonna the show. If this was the 21 Bills, I would have said I don't. I'm not sure if we have a chance. If it was the 22 Bills, I would have said the same thing. They really haven't shown me what I'm expecting the Bills to show. If that makes sense. I it's like the Eagles the Eagles I would have thought they would have been further along than what they are now granted it's just the second game of the year and they're going into the third when people start things start to click the light bulb really starts to come on so I see us winning a close one and I told you last week it was going to be by six this is going to we're going to win by a touchdown we're We're going to to win by a touchdown that's what I'm saying
0: it's going to be a four point game this week I I think that you know both of us were taking the Commanders, which does not happen that often. I went back to look at my spreadsheet, and I did have us winning the first two games. Mm-hmm. And I actually had us losing this one. So I did this back right after training camp, right after preseason. I had us taking an L to Buffalo. But after seeing what I've seen from this offense, from this team, from this defense, dude, I think we go 3-0, man. And I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it.
2: Well, I said in the rally in Denver that the best the best thing about being 1 0 is you have the opportunity to go 2 0. And the there best thing about being 2 0 is you have an opportunity to go 3 0. So here we go. Joker, Joker, deuce, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, I'm game. And if that happens, let's sell out the rest of them, man, because this is going to be one hell of a party for
2: DC. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we hear the music playing in the background, which lets us know that we are bringing another episode of the DMV Mess All to a close. Thank you guys for watching, listening, and telling your buddies about it. Tell some more about it. Let everybody else know the good time that you had listening to the DMV Mess All. That's going to do it for Rally Captain and Tell Ted. And as always, you rep it hard or you don't rep it at all. We're Sam Howell.